Yo. What kind of bird was that? Happened to that butt. <laughs> what it do and what it is. This is the Sensei Said So Show. I am your Sensei V of Sensei, 36 Dread Kage of the Music Clan, 10 Tribal Wakanda, and we out. Cheers. Let's get it. Ooh, and y'all really know it's Shadow the Go Tooth Villain, leader of the Water Nation. If y'all would, just pull your double cups up two times for the fifth season of this thing. The sensei said so show that y'all love so much. Oh my gosh, it's season five. Thank you to everybody who's been supporting. Much love. I love how enthusiastic people are about wanting to get on the show. So we going to definitely open it up. And one of the things we strive to do is we want to give you something new. And on this episode, season five, we're going to give it to you. So we get to hear from some of y'all. Mm-hmm. So this was brought to you by you guys. It was brought to you by Distillery 36 that we keep in the cup. Because rum is near and dear to my heart, bro. Rum is... I was just looking at my shelf. Like, I think it was yesterday. I was looking at my shelf and I was like, damn. All I got up there is rum. Empty rum bottles. Damn. Oh, well. I guess I'm a rum drinker. Can't tell nobody I'm anything but. Anything but that. (laughs) It's the perfect mix. It keeps you warm through the winter and you know you need it. It's cold out. The snow's out. The winter vortex cyclone or whatever. (laughs) Whatever the fuck they called it. It's hitting the Northeast. (laughs) So you need that distillery 36. Hell hell freezing over is hitting the Northeast. That's 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 the problem is that they don't know what to do. They're getting their dogs and cats are getting frozen out in the streets (laughs) because of the weather. Flint, Michigan don't got water, but at least we can get them some 36 in a cup. (laughs) I don't know if that'll help, but at least you'll be lit. We also got 801 Customs hopping on board, showing a lot of love. Talk to the owner a little bit on Instagram. Awesome people. So make sure you check the website. Look at the description. We got the website for both of them. So make sure you guys check that out. Shadow, the infamous one. I want to talk a little bit about new nickname you... I've been flirting with. What's that? Black boy Fufu. Oh, stop it! Young Fufu. <laughs> but isn't that young fake? No. Or are you talking about I'm my talking favorite about, Nigerian yeah, dish I'm, that I'm I make with the goosey the, soup? The, the, the dough, the paper, the money, the Fufu. Anyways, we'll get back to that. That's new link. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. that's our lingo. Uh, that's the good new workshop. Link. Yeah, we can workshop. <laughs> we can workshop that a little bit. Work it out. There's a. Throw me your question. It's more your question. It is my question because I'm, I'm the one that posted. So often, Shadow After Dark Man is wondering about love. <laughs> it seems like it because the lo- most flagrant opinions you've had have <laughs> circulated <laughs> around the topic of love. <laughs> it's almost like you're trying to be Jerry Springer or Mari. I, I, that's a gig I wouldn't even mind. Like daytime. Daytime <laughs> talk show. Screw this hip hop money. Man. I'm with it. Daytime TV. What? Let's go. Steve Harvey. So you switched from what color we're dating to who (laughs) is telling us who we're dating. (laughs) So I'm setting it up bad. So you go ahead and you explain what was on your mind, how you got to it, and then we'll talk a little bit about it. Well, the interesting thing is, so so my mom had called me. And she lives in, in, you know, in Emo State, Nigeria. Mama. You know, so she lives back home. Oh. And she called me talking the same usual, you know, love and dearest Nigerian talk that, that mothers do. about You're giving me a grandchild. Go, go to school. Uh, call the pastor. <laughs> go to church or buy your Bible. You know, she tell me the same things over and over. So, you know, but I love her. So I accept it. And then she said, I have found you a wife. 
I said, oh, is that right? <laughs> she said, yeah. <laughs> gave me her name, gave me the number. I was like, okay, so. So what were your first thoughts when, when initially, give me your first reaction when your mama gets on the phone and said, hey, Chijindu, I found you a wife. <laughs> It wasn't it wasn't the biggest shock because I had like explained expressed to her like keep an eye out for a wife find me find me somebody over there you know I'm not even tripping you know cuz I'm I'm not one that's against arranged marriage and I'm in a situation where in our culture there's you know we're not that far removed from arranged marriage in the culture so it's like Y'all letting E Harmony and right, you guys are on these you guys are on these dating sites where where you got you know cyber pirates catfishing y'all and taking y'all money for love, you know. Isn't it crazy <laughs> that when we you think of the the term arranged marriage and there's like shock value to it, like oh my god, you cannot tell me who I'm gonna love. But it's like you'll let an algorithm calculate who you're going to love based on 16 characteristics that we've found. <laughs> your movies, your like compatibility. <laughs> but that being said, I was actually like surprised. I was surprised. But then after I was taken back, I was like, now, did she really? <laughs> you know, now I'm thinking like, OK, if, if this is a reality now that's out on the table and this is the possibility I have two routes now to choose from. Do I go this same traditional route that Hollywood is is, is picking and, and just go free and find somebody that you can vibe with and try and make it work and last? Or use this cultural way of marriage where it's structured and there's already guidelines and restrictions within the marriage setup itself? You know, sort of like... Having the training wheels instead so what of just do you freely think, trying to ride your bike. So what do you think are the pros and cons of an arranged marriage? Because I have a homie. I'm not going to name no names on the podcast because I don't know if they want to be named. And our name, our, our voices ring now. So I got to be careful who we're talking about. <laughs> but I always wonder because I was like, bro, you ain't chasing these girls when we were young. And he was like, nah, basically, I got a wife who's in, in I think he's Pakistani. I got a wife over in Pakistan that my parents already picked out for me. She's going to come over when she comes over. And it almost allowed him to keep his head down and be focused. And it's almost envious that it's like you have this person that you already know that's for you. Mm-hmm. And you just waiting on the package to arrive versus all you lost lovers out there who are hoping for that one in a million fish in the sea. But you putting the wrong bait in the ocean. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. So what do you think are the pros and cons of of the, oh, of, of the arranged? Yeah, okay. maybe being in a situation where you could see your marriage arranged for you. Well the, well, the pros, first and foremost, are it's a structured marriage. It's a structured union. Both sides are going to agree on it, and so both sides are going to be able to negotiate something to benefit both families, essentially. You know, there's a lot of... There's a lot of understanding of what the situation you're in with what you guys are going through it together, you know, so you guys. But those are good things. Bad things. I feel like. Have you seen her? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I haven't seen her yet. This is It's early. You know, this is she just popped it up. You know, she don't got FaceTime where she could just hit you like this is her. Whoop-de-whoop. So I, 
I need to see her. Bro, this is fascinating. <laughs> this is absolutely fascinating. I need, I need to see her, number one. Number two, I have my own requirements of somebody that I do want to be with, regardless of what my parents have requirements of who they think I should be with. Does that make sense? So do you think the issue could arise itself if... If we have a conflict of interest, yeah. me and my parents, that's essentially what I feel like is... But is what the if they've given up six chickens, four goats, and an antelope for you to take part in this marriage. How are you going to renege on them six goats? I'm not. I might have to, I might have to <laughs> drop a bag on the, on the annulment. I might have to drop a bag. And Fair <laughs> enough. This is a negotiation. You just pay your way out of the contract. You know? This makes shit real easy. <laughs> I think I'm on board because as a father, it's like I can pick and choose. I can hand pick, look at your family, look at what you're bringing to the <laughs> table. And if I don't like it, I'm just going to pay my way out of it rather than beating some kid up in the year 2035. <laughs> and and it's not like, and, and it's not like a restricted Marriage, you know, it's not like a restricted arranged marriage because you're free to go out and be a teenager and go to college. You know, I I have certain social expectations, you know, for children and and whoop de whoop. So you go out date freely as much as you want to, and then when you're of that age or of that situation where we have somebody that is ready and you are available, now we see if it fits. So I think here on the Sensei Said So show, here on Season 5 with Distillery 36 in the Cup, we have created a new subsect of relationships called Suggested Marriages. (laughs) It's not arranged. It's not going to be picked for you. But maybe some people that you love and care about who birthed you into this world may want to say in who you love. So You know? Maybe we need to allow some wisdom in our suggested relationships and we can explore this thought further. I think if you had some sort of after dark show where we focus strictly on love and relationships, this would be a perfect segment. So maybe we should get to work on that. You know it. So let's take a break. Let's listen to some music. We're going to come back on the Sensei Said So Show. Go ask your parents who they think or what type of person they think you should be with. Y'all watch watch that struggle. That's arranged. Uh, 
Young and I'm black and I'm faded Young, black and educated Just a little persuasive They hypnotized by their hatred I'm the son of the most high Sundown is when I'm most high Sundown is when most die Sundown will make a mom cry Young and I'm black and I'm flagrant You know loud is my fragrance They murder now with no patience The doctor can't set up patience We ain't seeing no judges We ain't seeing no juries Rising up with the flurries The blue shows they come in a hurry we stand up and they kick us down. We speak up, they turn off the sound. But soon they will hear us all loud. When we come, start tearing shit down. I'm young and I'm black and I'm anxious. The young and the black they extinguish. The sinners afraid of our greatness, and we are now part of the latest. Young and I'm black, young and I'm black, young and I'm black and I'm faded. Young and I'm black, young and I'm black, and I'm really educated. Young and I'm black, young and I'm black, young and I'm black and I'm faded. Young and I'm black, young and I'm black, man, shit's Let me talk to the people. Xavier, Jordan, Jordan. Don't open the door. Please don't let the devil in. Don't open the door. Please don't let the devil in. Twelve is at the door. Please don't let the devil in. Twelve is at the door. Please don't let the devil in. Knock, knock, open up. Please don't let the devil in. Knock, knock, open up. Please don't let the devil in. Vigilante cowboy standing at my door No, I will not open up Fuck you at my house, fuck If you wanna get in, better show up with the paperwork Comply or I fucking die is not the way the system works You must have amnesia because you forgot you work for me Pixie, you don't work for free You are still an employee You are in the system with a set of rules I don't agree Laws are for the profit and the genocide of people like me So you are not welcome the devil is not welcome here We do not mean trouble But we do not stand in fear But you have been trouble Trouble for a couple years Killing on the double Mother shedding all them tears So you are not welcome The devil is not welcome here We do not mean trouble But we do not stand in fear But you have been trouble Trouble for a couple years Killing on the double Mother shedding all them tears Don't open the door Please don't let the devil in. Don't open the door. Please don't let the devil in. Twelve is at the door. Please don't let the devil in. Twelve is at the door. Please don't let the devil in. Knock knock, open up. Please don't let the devil in. Knock knock, open up. Please don't let the devil in. Knock knock, open up. Please don't let the devil in. Knock knock, open up. Please don't let the devil in. Protect and serve, damn y'all got some nerve You gotta have some huevos to think taking all my pesos Is helping me in any way, like Batman come to save the day Can I get a warning nigga, let me go my fucking way See, I'm already late, damn, I had to be at the office by 8 Is you a human man, can you relate? Do you not realize why my people hate? You think you're above the law, then I think I'm above it too And every time you come around, it's middle fingers to your crew So you were not welcome, the devil is not welcome here We do not mean trouble
trouble. Yeah, yeah. But we do not stand in fear. But you have been trouble. Trouble for a couple years. Killing on the double. Killing Mother the shedding all them tears. So you were not welcome. You the welcome. devil is not welcome yeah. here. We do not mean trouble. But we do not stand in fear. But you have been trouble. Trouble for a couple years. Killing on the double. Mother shedding all them tears. Don't open the door. Please don't let the devil in. Don't open the door. Please don't let the devil in. Twelve is at the door. Please don't let the devil in. Twelve is at the door. Please don't let the devil in. Knock knock, open up. Please don't let the devil in. Knock knock, open up. Please don't let the devil in. Knock knock, open up. Please don't let the devil in. Knock knock, open up. Please don't let the devil in. YBF, Devil is No Welcome Here, by your senseis here at the Sensei Said So Show. Make sure y'all tune into the website, senseisaidso.com. The sponsors, we appreciate them. Distillery 36, we staying hydrated out here. 801 Customs, we appreciate it. Make sure you guys check out their website. I'm really encouraged by the people in the community that are in hip-hop that understand that hip-hop is more than just being an artist. I really appreciate it because like we've talked about, and if you missed it, I think you need to go back to episode 52 and here when we had Vinny and Adam Banks on, we were talking about what was going on in the hip hop scene in Utah. And in order for it to become the business and what we want it to be, we need more people that aren't just trying to be the chefs in the kitchen. They're down to be everything else. So shout out to everything they're doing over at KRCL, making sure that there's more voices that are able to push the culture forward. So if you know about this show, then you know that here at the Sensei Said So Show, we do what we do because we believe y'all have a voice. We do what we do because we know that y'all need to hear about what's going on in society and y'all need to know about what's going on in hip-hop culture. So we have a segment called The Rap Sheet. Gotta get into the Everett The Rap Sheet because it's it's a... It's a... Hostile environment right now. There's a lot of rappers locked up right now. <laughs> There's a lot going on right now in the scene. And with with 21 Savage being detained by ICE, finally letting go. Y&W Melly talking about he murdered his own friends. You know, a lot of situations. But the biggest one is how T.I. calls for a boycott. Much respected T.I. Trapper turned activist. We boycott. Floyd Mayweather, who is supposedly, you know, he's friends with 50. He, he listened to hip. He like he like rappers. I don't know why he had to go on a spree. Maybe he got a Gucci deal we don't know about, and that's why he was upset about it. That he, you know, he wanted to go out and backlash and post that video talking about, oh, I'm not worried about the boycott. I do whatever the fuck I want. You know, I, I wear what I want. I buy what I want. I'm not worried about it. So then Ti dropped this song, "Fuck Nigga." <laughs> That he did. This is this all happened. <laughs> and this is where we are right now. So my question to, because you know, here on the show, we we want to have the conversations within the black community. And my question is, is when are we going to get tired of Floyd Mayweather? <laughs> the honest truth is Floyd Mayweather has never been on our side. 
I feel like Floyd Mayweather is and there's a there's an awesome quote that Floyd Mayweather is so broke all he has is money Ooh. because all he's really doing is he's playing for green he's doing any he's showing his ass for money and that's fine and all when if you want to buy Gucci in the midst of the boycott like do what you want to do but where I have an issue with Floyd is where you vocalize that you are against your own people right. Right, it's like the 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 disrespect of a blatant call for action in a community that it makes sense to do so. Because we talk about other communities, we talk about whether because they don't try this shit with other communities. <laughs> you never see them attacking the Latino community, the Asian community, the Jewish community because they will boycott, they will <laughs> x you out, they will do things as a unit. You don't see Chingo Bling going, "Well, fuck what all the rest of my Latino brethren are saying. I'm going to do this and that" because they have solidarity, and that's almost what we get chastised for in the black community. So it's almost a double negative that not only are you working against us and you're supposed to be a leader in our community, but you are now giving power to when people want to criticize what we do in our community, they can point to a Floyd and go, look at him. (laughs) Maybe you guys need to take care of your own before you worry about the rest Mm. of us. And it's like, damn, Floyd, you're making it harder for your people. It's fine that you've made $350 million, but a lot of people haven't. And that's what and that's what one of the lyrics in Ti's song was 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 about how he think he's like nigga you're not the last one to struggle you're not the last one you you're not the very last swimmer to break through and now nobody else is oppressed or going through no, no situation now because you rich and your family made it out the mud bro there's still crazy shit going on that you shouldn't have to turn your blind eye to bro just simple compassion but he had posted a picture. With Dapper Dan, you know, the legendary designer out of, out of, out of New York, and talking about, oh, I, w- I was supporting black designers way before, you know, a, a, a call for self-preservation, essentially. And then that letter came out. Did you see, did you read the letter? Did you hear about the letter? I didn't. Tell me about it. Tell so the he, about he it. came out with a letter. Everybody was trending because they, you know, it was very sophisticated wrote. And everybody thinks that nigga can't read. (laughs) No, no, no. He cannot read. (laughs) It has been audibly documented, audibly documented that he cannot read. (laughs) So they're grilling him, talking about he didn't write it. And they asked 50 Cent about it. And 50 Cent was like, he didn't write it. Oh, no, no. Charlamagne, the guy on The Breakfast Club, was like, I don't believe he wrote it. No way. He didn't write it. There's no No way he wrote it. It wasn't even an apology. He was just saying that you guys are attacking me for doing this when... The, you guys as leaders in the culture should be doing more anyways, you know, more than what you're doing. Don't look at me. You guys need to look at yourselves and do more than what you're doing. I've been, do, you know, he tried to just cover his ass. It's it's hard because we are at a point, we're at the crossroads. And it's going to happen whether we have Floyd Mayweather on board or not. So honestly, motherfuck Floyd Mayweather. I don't <laughs> give a damn. Bro, you get, you dodge punches for a living. Congratulations. Like, I don't know why you get paid. Like, I don't understand why people pay you for what you do. Like, <laughs> I don't care. But for me, it's like, hip hop, and that's why we call our genre society and hip hop culture and not pop culture. Because hip hop is now changing the world. Mm-hmm. Hip hop is now the conduit and the voice for change. It used to be a small cry in the distance when NWA and them were talking about F the police. Like that was a that was a small shout in a large ocean. Not a lot of people heard it, but it started what we have today, where it's like Meek Mill 
has his situation and now him getting out has now charged him to be the 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 image and the spokesperson for prison reform. Right. Now we have 21 Savage who gets in his situation and as he gets out of it, he's now taking up the the mantle and taking charge for being the image and the spokesperson for immigration reform. <laughs> if you would have told me <laughs> when I first listened 21. to 21 Savage back in 2017 where he had a song called 50 Round Drum <laughs> that he was going to be the face of immigration I wouldn't have believed you. So it's like we have so much growth and we have so much going on in our community that it's like, damn, why don't we have all hands on deck? Why can't Floyd be the big OG that Jay-Z has become? Because quietly, Jay-Z's been the corporate sponsor that hip-hop has need, the power that hip-hop has never had, where when Meek Mill has the situation, Jay-Z puts up six mil for his lawyers. To get him out. Pays Lil Wayne's taxes. Right. Pays for 21 Savage to get out. Like, they didn't have this in 95 when Pac was doing what he was doing. There was no big homies. There was no corporate level black men in America. So do you, let me ask you, so do you think that, because all of these artists that you named evolved essentially. They were all, they were all going to like T.I. even, for example, was going, been in jail for multiple gun charges. Had Just every kept, gun. <laughs> had every gun in the arsenal getting pulled over. 21 Savage and, once said, I got this chopper from Saddam Hussein. He signed it. <laughs> and so do you believe that it's from Mayweather's maybe lack of striving to be an intellectual that he doesn't see the benefits or the detriments of what he's doing to the culture by just acting the ass, being like, well, fuck it, I'm going to just count my money and dance a coon like I've been dancing. But that's what it is, is that's why they say money is the root of all evil. Like, you, if you really look back and you document the stuff that 50 Cent has said about Floyd Mayweather in their different beefs and struggles, you'll find that within 50 Cent's pettiness, the true character of Floyd Mayweather Floyd Mayweather has kind of been spoken to. It was a situation where it's like he uses money as the way to make connection. He doesn't connect with people. His friends are on his payroll. Part of the reason why him and 50 didn't get along was because Floyd would be like, you need to do this for me. I got the bread. And 50 was like, you can't tell me what to do. (laughs) So that's why they say money is the root of all evil, because even though he has all the money and infrastructure and wealth that you can He's lacked everything else. He doesn't have what we need, which is like integrity. And I know it's interesting to use the word integrity where Steve Harvey and Monique just had that conversation about, is it better to get money or have your integrity? When it's like, why can't you do both? Why can't you in a situation like you might not make the money that Floyd Mayweather made $350 million of fight and stuff like that. But it's like, do you really need that? Do you really need that? What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Right? But 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 when you come from the background that black people come from, they're down to do that. And they've been doing that. And many have survived <laughs> doing that, you know. So, yeah, it makes sense when, when, when in a community aspect, you want to be like, yeah, everybody should get along. But we've also been in a situation where there's been a lot of sellouts that have survived and thrived through selling out or being playing double sides or being in a, a fucking plant, you know? 
Right. But it, that's what makes it so hard is we have so much to work up against already. We can't afford detractors. That's just making the mission harder. That's just a resource that's <laughs> making our all all of right. our jobs harder. Like, I don't know if if it happens or not, because it's not as publicized as it is as it is in the black community. But where are the the people in the Jewish community selling out their community? <laughs> like, I mean, I if if somebody can inform me, let me know. But it seems like in the communities that we're supposed to be modeling the minority experience against, one of the things that they have is solidarity. Either you're with the cause or you say nothing. It's fine if you don't want to support it, but say nothing. But the fact that you're actively working against us, you're not an ally and you're almost worse. We expect it from dude from West Virginia, bros from West Virginia. He don't know no better. <laughs> right. But, like, but we need you. Floyd, you could be an asset. Kanye, you could be an asset. But like the almighty dollar has turned them astray. And it's done that to so many of us. It almost feels like that's like that's the thing that holds us down the most is because we've been so down and want to get up. We're willing to kick everybody on our way up. Versus being like, like in like you take these billion people communities like the Indian community, the Chinese community, and they say, we don't give a fuck if y'all don't fuck with us. My people fuck with me. That's all they care about. Bollywood only makes shit for them. (laughs) They don't care. It's just not even in English. They're not catering to you. They don't care. And they're getting on Netflix. And they're getting on They don't care. They just syndicated shit. That's all I'm saying. We care too much. We we, we do care. That's a good point. And that might be Floyd Mayweather's issue. He's throwing his integrity out the window because he cares too much. He cares too much about selling fights. It's like Jordan. Yeah. Michael Jordan, when he was like, Republicans buy Jordans too. Why do you care? (laughs) Why do you care? Have a cause and just run with that. Like You only got to pander. But we're at fault. I'm going to be honest. If we're going to take accountability. For Floyd Mayweather? Well, for that mentality. Because you have people like Stephon Marbury who puts out a shoe. Or Al Harrington. They put out shoes for the black community. They make them cheaper, and we roast people for wearing them. Shaq, too. You got the shacks on? Oh, you ain't got the... We've yeah, played... Yeah, that's true. I see what you're saying. So us boycotting Gucci, and with everything Killer Mike has done with us supporting black-owned, like we buy, we buy black.com and supporting our own people, like we can now take our value away from... Because we've made the Gucci's and the YSL's cool. Nobody really that's cares. That's off about, our sweat equity. That's all. That, you know, that's what that is. That's off us. But it's like, why don't we in this three month boycott, not just boycott Gucci, because let's be honest, most of you guys can't afford it. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> but, but boost another. Yeah. But let's let's focus that energy towards boosting one of ours. That's all we're saying. Floyd, you could have took that 20 G's instead of making a statement against us. And you could have shut the fuck up. <laughs> for free <laughs> and with that being said we gonna break we gonna listen to some music and we gonna come back with some mo this is the sensei said so
Sensei said so. That's the show. It's a podcast, but it's much more than that. And Distillery 36 believes that. 801 Custom believes that. And if you're listening to me right now, I think you believe that too. So thank you for listening. Facts. We're going to get into some more shit here on the Sensei Said So show because that's what you're here for. For some reason, you like what we have to say and you have things you want to say as well. But what's the next thing we have on the show list? What do we got to get into next? Have you seen Killer Mike's new Netflix series, his new Netflix show? Not only have I seen it, but I took the time to dissect and digest it and understand how it made me feel. And I am very happy for Killer Mike and what he has created on Netflix. It's really, it's, it's really important because, first and foremost, it's a huge risk for Netflix to play that, to even air it. And so I do want to give Netflix day props for even allowing that to air. And I know that they've been on the side of diversity and of progression. There's no more gatekeepers because of things like Netflix and Hulu. Exactly. Because you couldn't have got this shit aired on public television 20 years ago. Oh, hell no. There's no way. You walk into a meeting and go, I'm Killer Mike. (laughs) I'm Killer But you read the email open up talking about Killer Mike would love the opportunity to come and present to your school. It's over after that. But they even kind of experienced it getting into what he talked about. The first one that I really liked about Trigger Warning, if you haven't seen it, make sure you see it on Netflix because it talked about a lot of topics that we believe here on the Sensei Said So show. And one of my favorite episodes you already know was Cripacola. And hearing them have to go in and explain to people how they make explain to a black business, a black bank trying to get lending for their soda, how the Crips make money. (laughs) And that's kind of how people would have seen Trigger Warning 20 years ago, 15 years ago. It would have been like, yeah, right. We're not touching this. So what were your thoughts on Trigger Warning? Like, when you watched it, what were your feelings? So I think it was a long time coming. We should have been had something like this, and I do love shows like this because it's it's counterculture. It's it's taking a different approach to what the culture is in, in America, not even just black culture, in the American culture because it's so relevant to different situations that he uses in the walks of life. So... I was hella interested in the fact that in the first episode where he had to go and find only 
black owned businesses or black owned farms where he could, you know, keep it within his community. You know, he tried to for anybody who didn't watch it. He tried to live solely off of the black economy for three days so he could only partake, drive, talk on a cell phone, eat, wear clothes that were black owned, operated and manufactured. Yeah. And don't and don't get me wrong, because we're very grateful and we're extremely, extremely proud to be one of the dominant, you know, cultures in America because there are cultures that probably don't even have enough to even make it out the house. There's only been one <laughs> the president. Resources that <laughs> there's only been one president that wasn't white and he was black. Yeah, I'm, so I'm just everybody saying, else is a little bit marginalized. That's what I'm saying. It's, it, it was a, it was a stretch for us to eat for Killer Mike to even do that with our community. But I'm just curious to see how many other communities will do that and struggle like we struggled because he struggled in housing you know, or not in housing. Yeah. Not in housing. He struggled in in uh, transportation, flight. We don't own many airlines, so he struggled with that. He couldn't he, fly. He, he didn't fly. He didn't fly. He had to take the bus. Exactly. Housing, he struggled a little bit with that. Food, the produce market is extremely crazy because there's not many, you know, black-owned farms, so he struggled with that. So I'm curious about different, you know, what about the Asian community here? You know, what about the But you Italian want the thing to highlight they, it, too? Yeah. He was doing this in Atlanta, Georgia. He was doing this in Chocolate City, <laughs> and he was dang- it was difficult. If he was in Payson fucking Utah, he's dying in 24 hours. Because <laughs> a lot of it's proximity. It's A lot of it is where you're at, and that's what makes it difficult. It's like you couldn't live off the black economy in everywhere. No. You couldn't live off the Asian economy everywhere. He, he probably could have lived off the Asian economy. Uh, economy better than he lived off the black economy I agree. in Georgia. I absolutely I feel agree. Like. <laughs> but I almost I, I I agree with like ninety percent of what you said. The only thing I disagree with is I don't think it was counterculture. I think what Killer Mike did was he made it. This is actual culture. Culture. Like he put the magnifying glass on what society actually is. Like the F school episode where he was like traditional learning doesn't work. The only thing people really care about unfortunately, is the internet. And the biggest <laughs> thing that's viewed on the internet is porn. So he took trades, trade lessons, like fixing and being a mechanic and stuff like that, and he integrated a lesson plan into porn. Like, that's, that was a, the, that that's was the, America. That was the most wildest bruh, shit I've ever the, seen. The president of America had sex with a porn star, bro. <laughs> this isn't counterculture. This is America. This is uh, us. But the, and, and, and the other, my other, other one that was really impactful to me was the religious one, bro. Bro, you. The, the I Jesus hope you watch. I hope you watch that episode and you went, bro. V's been on this shit for like <laughs> five years. You already know I've wanted my freaking mega. It's called Music Clan Media for a reason, guys. You know, you know it's called that. But that was the one when I watched that the 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 Jesus episode. I was like, okay, this is really making a statement in society because America is a religious country. I would say Black America is extremely both white black probably asian i don't know but white and black for sure is really religious you know yeah they're they're both they both have huge huge religious uh backgrounds and religious followings in maybe you know different sects of however religion goes and whoop-de-whoop but that being said so that was hard to perceive because he went to the black church and was like well do you guys think of 
a black Jesus of, of, of switching up, you know, Jesus. And, and the black pastor was like, boy, you're going to get me struck by lightning. Right. <laughs> it's like, yo, you playing, this one is deep with what you playing with on this part right here. And so that's where I really, like, opened my eyes to the economy and society. Like, damn, he's really pushing boundaries that need to be pushed because they're old traditional ways that need to be pressed. Especially within our community, especially when we think about the things that we do and what we've been susceptible to as a community, it's important to look at the situation and say, yeah, Coke and Pepsi have killed a lot more people than the Bloods and the Crips. So if the Bloods and the Crips decided to come out with the soda, why wouldn't we support? I wasn't even and I wasn't even mad. I just wished that they had. A response for. You guys are connected to violence. You guys are connected to, you know, maybe a detrimental part of society. So for anybody who didn't watch Trigger Warning, there's an episode talking about uh, Cripacola where essentially Killer Mike is talking about white privilege and he's talking about white crime privilege. That white criminals get celebrated. The Hell's Hell's Angels can sell merch. Like Scarface, Scarface videos, stuff like that. But then black gangs are demonized and in the words of the Clinton, super predators and stuff like that. So what he tried to do was take the marketing that is the Crips, the marketing that is the Bloods and use it legitimately. And what Shadow's talking about is how a focus group, a marketing group, their vision of the Crips and the Bloods, especially the Crips, because that's who he had. Because they liked the product. Yep. They liked the logo. They knew what the story behind the logo and they were going to be on board. They just were like, we don't know how gang culture works. So we're not really safe doing this. You know, that's just first and foremost. So if you if you are going to have a product that you're going to want to push into the community, it has to be community friendly. And I feel like they just didn't quite make it community friendly. They made it they made it business ready, you know, they made it marketable. Le- marketable. They made it a legitimate, but they didn't make it community friendly, you know. But I think in order to do that, you kinda have to make the Crips and Bloods more community friendly. Right. Because there <laughs> used to be rules with certain mafias and mobs and yakuzas and stuff like that, like we give back to the community. That stuff's kind of been lost in in the new gang culture, we can talk about your boy Takashi Six Nine if you would like, ah. and how he and the blue faces of the world seem to be the new faces of gang culture. When gang culture used to be something that was criminal, yes, but organized, right? But there was a level of honor among thieves, you could say, a level of integrity with the the, the underworld, so to speak. And we've kind of lost that. But I love the idea. And this is what I love what Killer Mike's doing is he's saying, guys, we're not just because we've lost it doesn't mean it can't be done. And in 2019, with Instagram, social media, everything, why not right now? Because all these executives and record labels, they are making millions of dollars off your gang shit. Right. Right. Because, yeah, like the different color bandanas and the different color seasons of somebody of sells bandanas. Artists, you know, there's only one type of people that <laughs> buys blue bandanas. Right. <laughs> nobody needs a blue bandana. Like, <laughs> nobody wakes up and is like, fuck, I still my cheap in the blue bandana industry. I my cereal. I need to clean it up. Oh, if spark. only I had a blue bandana to clean it up. Like, nobody thinks about that shit. <laughs> So why not? Right. Why not? 
Why not? And I feel them, but that that's just my concern was that how they were going to be marketable. They needed to go out in the streets and and I, by no means is Killer Mike, you know, a, a master marketer, a businessman that's supposed to be able to come through and, and turn the bloods into a multi-billion dollar industry. He got them further, way further than any one of them niggas was ever going to get by reading a book. I'll tell you that right now. Let's go out and do it. <laughs> so they, he put them a lot further, you know, expanded their minds a lot further than they would have been expanded. So I the episode that. that spoke to me was New Africa, the season finale, where he his goal was to make his own sovereign nation, basically <laughs> make a Vatican within the America, have your own sovereign nation. And that's inspiring because... You look around and you see what's going on. And even when you look at fame, I'm just going to talk specifically about fame. Fame has changed the narrative about what being famous is. It's no longer about like being a world famous, this and that. It's about taking your niche, your community and bunkering down. I have X amount of people who listen to me and support me and love what I do. And I'm just going to cater to them. That's why YouTube is so amazing because if people want to find you, they'll find you. They don't need CBS. They don't need Showtime or anything to be like, Hey, this is the stuff that you should be caring about. You can go out and find it. Like I hear about people, YouTube surfing and stuff like that, where it's just like, you can be found by your people. So just cater and make content to them to the fact that now we can almost go a step further. Don't just cater to them with content. Let's cater to them with real estate mm, and community exactly. and business. Exactly. And now we're starting clans. <laughs> Season 10 of the Sensei Said So show. By then, I hope we have some real estate out in Oakley, Utah. <laughs> where we we'll can really have, our, have a village. We'll really have the land. Our hidden, the hidden shadow village. You Let's know go. We will. You know we will. That being said, we gonna get to another commercial break on y'all. We gonna got some music for y'all to jam out too. So stick with us here at the Sensei Says So Shit. Holla. Support it. You wanna run it back? Yeah, eliminate, I'm trying to take before I leave I'm gonna leave a presence where I stand my feet I'm gonna stand my ground to the day I'm six feet Pressure up holding me, pushing me to the edges About to break, then I go tumbling off the edge, yeah What a dream you have, you funny If you think you can make it like that Yeah, that's what the people told me But I proceed to write with the greed growing in me Day to day I sit and pray and hoping for another day I can take the chance to Show the world was gifted from me, uh. So, so I take the chance to roll the dice and play it out and see what plays out from this mysterious world. Yeah, there's so many twists and turns, but once you find the right one, man, it's in for the home run, yeah. They, they, they try to script it out, but I scribble it out and make my own road. Every day I'm thinking, open up my mind to a different concept. See what's in store for the next rhyme. See what's in store in my mind for the next time. Can you, can you go back? Yeah, I'm 
finna eliminate I'm trying to take before I leave I'm gonna leave a presence where I stand my feet I'm gonna stand my ground Till the day I'm 16 Pressure holding me P Pushing me to the edge It's about to break Then I go tumbling Off the edge Yeah, they wanna see the defeat But I stick it up and be me Working every day on a new style Why don't you just take a seat I'm gonna take the spotlight for a while Uh Crown me, yeah, you looking at me in defeat Yeah, man, I'm sorry, there's just no matching me There's no slowing down, I'm going full speed Come on, catch up to me Man, I'm from the streets, 505 is what made me Now I'm in the 801, making my dreams Nothing holding me back, I got it in my hand Next thing you know, I'm gonna be the man Uh, yeah I'm a flex when I dance, I'm a flex like I'm the man Pull up and I spend a whole rack I so cold, got me freezing, I don't need to play defense Always on go, never gonna start locking low Eliminate, I'm trying to take before I leave I'm gonna leave a presence where I stand my feet I'm gonna stand my ground Till the day I'm six feet Pressure up holding me, pushing me to the edge It's about to break, then I go tumbling off the edge Yeah Eliminate, I'm trying to take before I leave I'm gonna leave a presence where I stand my feet I'm gonna stand my ground to the day I'm six deep Deep, 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 Go ahead, you can check the tape We was just bumming, yeah I was down, had to get the bag Now we got money, yeah I run through your mantle, fucking your dental. Make a few mil, all I need is a pencil. Shape of my future like I got a stencil. Look at my watch and the time presidential. All on the stage and I'm busting the show up. Drop it to me and you probably won't show up. I don't really talk, I'd rather just show you. Run up a five, then a nigga will toast you. Ooh, make it look groovy. Busting your ass like I'm shooting a movie. Smoking the wood, laying in the jacuzzi. Watching the hate man, the shit gets amusing. Shout out to what the big grinders is kids What the was working and shooting I missed What the was told that they wouldn't be shit Ooh. We was just bumming, yeah I was down, had to get the bag Now we got money, yeah Go ahead, you can ship the tag You chasing the honey, yeah. Go ahead, cause it doesn't last You going outside, yeah We were broke, boy, I'ma get the bag Whipping the phone Fucking your bitch, man, that shit can get bowing, yeah Guess what you snoring? The grind got me up till like six in the morning Knew they was phony I was after the guac, they was after some hair After the money I was chasing the bread, it was different fans I was cleaning the block, so I brought up my mock stick Never gon' give up, too solid, come rock with Showing your shot, then that nigga gon' block it Be for the Glock, I don't even got cocky Yeah, I'm too saucy, I fuck up this show Look at my numbers, they always just grow Look at your numbers, they fell on the flow Now I make money, don't gotta kick dough We, we was just bumming, yeah I was down, had to get the bag Now we got money, yeah Go ahead, you can check the tag You chasing the honey, yeah. Go ahead, cause it doesn't last You going outside, yeah You a broke boy, I'ma get the bag had to get it up out of the mud She wanna fuck me and I let my bruh I get the paper, no, she wanna cut Young niggas, they wait do what we want If she a baddie, then I let her flung Pop me an Eddie, cause I need a bomb For the record, I'm the king of the jump Switching bitches like I switching my lungs 40 water for the poisonous punch I don't tip in if you itching a stunt They don't understand if it ain't about blunts I'm the one these demons down on the hunt I keep the haters mad at every month I need the paper counter out it up I just be money dancing in the cup Oh yeah, I'm at it when it come to love just bumming, yeah. I was down, had to get the bag. Now we got money, yeah. Go ahead.
check the tag You're chasing the honey Go ahead, cause it doesn't last You going outside, yeah Broke boy, I'ma get the bag to your mantle, fucking your dental. Make a few mil, all I need is a pencil. Shape of my future like I got a stencil. Look at my watch and the time presidential. All on the stage and I'm busting the show up. Drop it to me and you probably won't show up. I don't really talk, I'd rather just show ya. Run up a five, then a nigga will toast you. Ooh, make it look groovy. Busting your ass like I'm shooting a movie. Smoking the wood, laying in the jacuzzi. Watching the hate man, the shit gets music. Ooh, yeah, never gon' give. Shout out the ones that been grinding since kids. Ones that was working and shooting, I miss. Ones that was told that they wouldn't be shit. Ooh, we was just bumming. Yeah, I was down, had to get the bag Now we got money, yeah Go ahead, you can check the tag Chasing the honey, go ahead And we back, senseisaidso.com Produced to you by Music Clan Media And the songs you just listened to Were a little bit of the branches on the tree That is becoming Music Clan Media Yeah You heard the intern Y'all didn't know we had an intern <laughs> Pneumatic Eliminate he rapping too. He learning. He going to spy hop. He's coming up the way you're supposed to. Shout out to Key One. Yes. Find to the me. episodes where we had Key One on. We had him with Norbert. And he talked a little bit about spy hop and them coming up from the grassroots. Then there was Lavish. You can talk a little bit about Lavish. And yeah, Lavish. Yeah, Lavish been been doing his thing, man. Ever since. And y'all, we've been documenting this since, since for a couple of seasons now, how, how Lavish's progress has been going since he barely signed the, the development deal. To be with the music clan, to doing the Young Simi show and the K Camp shows, and you know coming out with the music on his. Now he wearing snake skin pants. Now he wearing snake skin <laughs> with the ooh, the <laughs> Nike I, the airs. Oh, he his his shit was fly, but he's come a long way. His album's gonna drop soon, as, as well as a music clan album 2019. So we got a lot for y'all. Sensei said so. dot com. Make sure y'all tune into the website. You guys know this by now. You can just Google Sensei said we're going to show up. We're going to be there. So keep supporting. Keep tuning in. And we're going to keep giving you the content that you love. So I think as we finish up this episode, I want to get into something that I've really wanted to do for a long time, which is bring the opinions and some topics from the clan, from the people who have been supporting us like we've been asking. So we actually had two submissions in. So I want to talk to you about the first one. This was brought to brought to you by Nick Anthony Garcia on Facebook. If y'all have seen him, he had an interesting topic around the time that all the shootings were happening. It seems like since it's gotten cold in the city, people have stopped busting their guns, which is good. <laughs> but he asked why anytime there's a shooting, for some reason, the investigators always find some sort of gang activity when it's like, have you been seeing gang activity recently? Like, it's not, it's not, <laughs> what are they deeming gang activity? Well, that's the problem is that what they deem gang activity is 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 niggas spray painting on walls to them. That's gang activity when that's just run of the mill vandalism. Ain't that serious, bro? <laughs> so when he presented this topic, this was around the time that the Fashion Place Mall shooting happened. Yeah, and I was thinking about it when he said it. And here's my thesis here's my hypothesis i think the reason why everything needs to be gang related is because it makes civilians in utah feel safe if people are just at the mall shooting at anyone everybody is anyone so now i'm scared but if it's gang related if they're looking for serenios if they're looking for a certain gang then you can feel safe little miss patricia or molly or whoever because they're not looking for you so it's a way to almost keep the 
the image of Utah what it is. That no, people aren't just running up in fashion place and busting a gun. They no. Want, they want to point the blame so there's not mass hysteria going on. It's and people crowd control. Crowd control. We're going to control the, the narrative by saying, oh, no, this wasn't just some random spree shooting, which we could probably call it that. It was gang activity. Except for ain't no gangs active. <laughs> <laughs> or not at least not enough that the police can't neutralize quick. Okay. <laughs> Hours, within hours, neutralized out here. There's no force out here like that. It seems like we've seen a lot more violence in the city, so that's something that we need to highlight. But these 18, 19-year-olds are there's, not yeah, gangs. It's because, yeah, all, all it is is a bunch of little niggas that dropped out at, at, at 15 that 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 are high off that stuff, you know. Yeah, they, you sound like old man. <laughs> Smoking that. They stuff. on that stuff. They run in the streets. Ain't got no guidance. Don't read books. And all they listen to is the same Houston shit you listen to. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> you will not disrespect Texas rap like that. It is wholesome. They're telling the story about what they going through. So it you is, ain't got to go. It is it. exactly. It, it, it is a perfect wholesome PTSD horror film. It's just run of the mill. Murder if you're a murderer, if you're a, a serial killer, it's perfect for you. So what should we be what should the community be more afraid of? Gang activity or people just running up and every once in a while someone's gonna shoot up a public place? Like what's more Well the problem is mental illness, really. But the same like you said, mental illness causes mass hysteria because mental illness can Occurring anybody at any time. Anybody's susceptible to that. You know. So that's what people are scared of because now people that are on certain pills that is for their health, now you second guess your health pills about, oh, are these fucking up my psyche now? Or are they affecting me this way or not? You know, it brings a whole new ear of so I, I, I see why you what you're talking about, why they want to point the blame to something that's solid. Gangs shoot people. They have a history of shooting people, so that's why when a shooting goes down, we pin it on a gang and we move on. And know? don't worry, if you're not in a gang, you're safe. And <laughs> so the second Ask Sensei comes from someone that you went to school with, someone that we're really close with. Shout out to Nick Johnson. Shout out to my brother, man. Supporter, listener of this show, and homie forever for life. Yeah. He wants to know about goats. <laughs> he had a question uh, about goats. I love uh What about him, man? I don't know if you if anybody watches UFC, but Israel Adesanya just beat Anderson Silva and they Ooh. asked him they were like, How do you feel going up against the goat? And he was like, Anderson Silva is a goat, but I'm Nigerian. I've been eating goats since I was four years old. Oh. So it's a bar. Let's go. He threw a bar on him. So let's talk about goats because you have Israel beating the goat. You have LeBron saying he's the goat. You mm-hmm. have Tom Brady. In some weird game where some weird game of catch where apparently he's won a bunch of rings in this weird game of catch. But (laughs) so Nick wants to know, based on all the athletes that we consider goats, who would you consider? Who would you put on like your your Mount Rushmore for the goats of the bat? Mount Rushmore, that's the five, four, five, five, four white guys, Uh, four big heads. (laughs) Um. Oh, that's a hard one. I, first and foremost, I'm going to say Jordan. Fair enough. Jordan Jordan did a lot. I like to say Serena. That's a big one. I got to give it to Serena. I got to say Tiger Woods. 
He the go in the uh, sport. Do I give it to Tom Brady? I mean, I guess I could. I might as well give it to Tom Brady. Uh, since the last time I checked, that's what he's been doing. Okay. And I would so say your four is pretty solid. So who would you say of your four would you consider, like, based in their sport, based on what they've done, who would you consider to be, like, the greatest of those greats? The greatest of those greats, I feel like, is Serena. Okay. To be honest. Why I, do you say that? I Because I feel like Serena was at the most adverse. You know, she, she had to break through the most barriers within what she was doing to get to the level that she's at, you know, because tennis is, you know, country club sport. It's a certain demographic of people that play tennis, you know, not across the world, you know, it's different everywhere else, but especially here in America, the cool, you know, essentially the cool kids or the most athletic kids aren't playing tennis. They're not going out for the tennis squad because that's what's getting hoes. You know, you <laughs> <laughs> you're doing it because that you you just, you know country club kids do that or your parents put you in it, so that's what you do. So I feel like her rising through the ranks in tennis, an unconventional sport for people from where she's from, from Compton. You know, it's like, damn, she came, she overcame a lot. Jordan did a lot, but yeah. Yeah, bro, you had a you had a basketball hoop in your house when you was when you was a baby. Your dad it hooped, happened. you know, like right. your culture. You had people around you that hooped. Your brothers hooped. Like everybody, <laughs> it so, was an environment that you were conducive to be. I feel like she came into an environment that wasn't conducive to be a tennis star, and she did. Boom, you know. So I'm gonna take a different approach on this. I see where you went with that. I like it. The Serena takes a big one, but. In that argument, you're talking about tennis. Ah. In tennis, oh. no disrespect to tennis. It's a great game. Sound like you're disrespecting tennis. But how many people, not that many people play tennis. It's a small, <laughs> it's a small majority of the population of the world that plays tennis. You're talking about basketball. There's a small majority of the world that plays basketball. But everybody runs. Literally from a baby to when you can't run anymore. Everybody runs. Mm -hmm. So the person who does what everybody does better <laughs> than everybody else, who is who I see as the go. So I'm going to throw another hat in the ring. Usain Bolt. I'm going to say Usain Bolt. Oh. Because you're putting him up against, he is the fastest if I can, If I can change mine, I would change, I would change Tom Brady out for Usain Bolt and, in mine. Because, I, yeah, I like that. Keep going. Yeah, it's just like you look at a quarterback or football, it's like, Football is a predominantly American sport. No one really plays it outside of America. So if you're the greatest football player, you're the greatest of 12 million, potentially out of 12 million people. And not all, all those people even play football. But like everybody sprints. Everybody tries to run fast. And this man <laughs> has run faster than all the people. That have tried to run fast. Ever. <laughs> All the peoples on this planet, from the Jesuses to the Gandhis to the Obamas, Michael Jackson couldn't moonwalk faster than Usain Bolt could bolt walk. <laughs> I see where you're coming that's from. That's why I'm a throw. So that's that. Usain Bolt, and I'm a this. We don't, we're not visual, but I'm pointing my fingers in the sky, yeah, like Usain yeah, Bolt. Because that's that's an interesting one. I like that. I like that one. That's. That's really good, man. You same boat. But it, what about swimming then? Because Michael Phelps essentially. But not everybody swims. 
like swimming is a very niche thing and competitive swimming is a very very because like not many people got pools i'm sure there's <laughs> some kid in the dominican republic who way faster than michael phelps but they got but, ocean shit yeah because that motherfucker swims for survival that motherfucker <laughs> is moana that nigga he's, pro, pro, a pro surf wait, a surfer he's swimming to find the fish to feed his village he's not swimming to just see who can do the butterfly stroke a little bit faster than the other person <laughs> You don't know what them little island kids be into. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> them them little water tribe people down in the Amazon, they're probably way faster, but they're not in competitive Olympic pools. But they run. I'll tell you one thing. They right. run. And they would love to have Usain Bolt when they're chasing down a jaguar or whatever the hell they're doing right. to help them out. And maybe the greatest distance, yeah, the distance runner, too. We'll we'll look them up and figure out who that is. But, yeah, because that goes along the lines of sprinting. The, the greatest distance runner, too, is somebody that's... That's true. We don't. When you really think about it, we don't give a lot of respect to distance running. Like nobody gives a damn about. <laughs> once you do more than two laps, we really stop giving a shit. <laughs> like yeah, if, if you do, if you doing more than like five laps, then you got to be in a car. <laughs> and for them to watch for America to watch you go through five more laps you got to be in a vehicle and the only reason why NASCAR is so many laps is they're just trying to raise the the chances of there being an accident that's really all people care about <laughs> that's really what they should do is when they do like long distance things they should have some of them run one way and some of them run the other so when they get really really tired the chances of people running into each other like oh nah, get God. out my way you're stepping in track <laughs> That's why they throw obstacles. Put, yeah, put a little obstacle in there. <laughs> but they already have that race where they have like you run through mud and then you have to hop over shit and then the, like the water. Yeah, because yeah. nobody wants to see you run that long. Yeah, they want to see. Yeah, they want to see you do other shit. <laughs> that's a good point. So, maybe that's the yeah. Maybe that's the the greatest athlete, the greatest decathlonist. <laughs> maybe that's what we should do. We should do like a uh, because uh, the decathlon's cool, but it's random ass shit. We need to do, like, who is the best, like, they play, like, four downs of a football play, right. and they have to play a quarter of basketball, <laughs> and then they have to play one-on-one in a tennis match. Yeah. And then we'll see, like, who can do it all. Like, if we can bring all the goats together, maybe it's hard because you take someone like Jordan, who's a supreme athlete, like, Tom Brady. Have you ever seen Tom Brady run? <laughs> Bro runs like pudding. <laughs> the least athletic person I've ever seen run (laughs) but his mind is so sharp and he understands his game but I don't know if that translates like right that's a good point it's gonna have to like I think you could put Michael Jordan in a ring and just be like hey you're gonna fight somebody like who isn't experiences you and just because in his prime being 6'6 230 super fast super athletic like he's gonna find a way (laughs) Tom Brady getting his ass whooped That's a good point, yeah. Then we got to find out who who has the most all-around ability. Why don't we... I wonder why we don't incorporate fight sports more into the conversation. Because fight Battle sports... to the death sports. Because that's the closest to war we can get while still being a civil environment, like a civil society. But in a fight sport, like you think about talking shit on a basketball court you cross that person that doesn't mean you're better than them just because you made their feet touch the floor or whatever the case may be but you get to talk shit in a fight sport if you knock them out you put them as close to death as they could possibly (laughs) be without being dead that's a different level of intensity that's a different level of competition that's a different level of like 
supreme, like, I defeated you. Literally, I almost, and could have killed you if it wasn't for this, like, no one's dying in tennis. You're hitting a ball back and forth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the disrespect for tennis is real. That's why their scoring goes 50 love. Because it's not that serious. Like, damn, you're losing, but we love you. But we love you. (laughs) Good try. It's all love. That's like fucking volleyball. When they don't score, they're like, it's fine. We got it. Hey, team. Wildcats. (laughs) You do that shit in boxing, bro, you dead. Oh, I didn't take that uppercut. I'm fine. (laughs) You are a fool. that happened and that's what we want to do more of that's ask sensei so for all the people listening we want to make sure that you have a voice now we want to talk about the things you want to talk about so if you don't have us on the instagrams if you don't have us on the facebooks then there's the sensei said so.com website where you can find the tab where it's questions soon to be changed to ask sensei so you can now submit your topics thoughts questions and concerns because i'm gonna be honest with some of you guys our guest list is getting very very long it's gonna take multiple seasons that's so, not that, that's the money counter not a list that shit that was my fault yeah you gotta <laughs> think more of the dmv now calling guest uh, 36 oh finally it's my time to get my signature interview with the sensei show <laughs> that's how it's becoming so if you want to wait in this dmv like line for us to get to all the people who are interested in getting on the show and we're interested on having a lot of people so many dope people we have, have to throw a little up. event a little, a little shindig for everybody and all the supporters and partners to come through and just i think it's time you know I think it's time we really do translate and we take the show and we make it something more tangible. Because we have some people go to the dojo. Shout out to the people in the dojo right now. Mm-hmm. But it's it's still a sacred place, you know. We don't want too many people and it's not a public thing like that. So we need something where we can make it open to the public. I would personally love to do a live show. Yeah, exactly. I think a live show with instant reactions with you telling people who they can and cannot love (laughs) will will translate perfectly to a live segment. I'm with that. I think that's a good one. We're going to put that in the works. We're going to put that in the works. So we appreciate everybody tuning in and listening to the Sensei Said So show. Make sure y'all check out the website, SenseiSaidSo.com. Shout out to Distillery 36 and Talk 81 Customs, yes, you know, because they always keeping us so fresh and so clean, clean. Keeping you know, us up. And we got the double and we got the double cups raised. So much love, man. I love the commercial we have for them, too. We need to get. I, we need to come up with a jingle or something. We need a distillery thirty six like. It's in the cup. <laughs> we gonna have to call him. I'm gonna get him on the line. We gonna we gonna set the meeting up. We can work that out. Eight hundred one customs as well. We gonna make that shit happen because this is the sensei said so show. I am your sensei Vio sensei thirty six dread kage of the music clan tenth tribe of Wakanda and why everybody hating on my Lakers? God damn it! Because they weak. Anyways, this shadow the gold tooth villain, leader of the water nation. If y'all with me. Pull your double cups up two times. Until next time, we gon' shine. Be easy. <laughs>